Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. You're listening to Achtung Mool, broadcasting from the beautiful South Bermondsey. Accept no substitute. Hello dear listeners, welcome to Akdang Millwall, my name is Nick Hart, you're listening to the first show of 2024, Happy New Year to you and your families around the globe. Um, so it has been a happy start to 2024, hasn't it, after that wonderful performance, a wonderful win down there at Bristol, Ashton Gate, yesterday, a late, late 90 plus two minute score by Sean Hutchinson, um, li- taking the three points away from the West Country, a really wonderful finish to what I thought was a really strong performance across the uh, the game. I was going to be happily settling for a point, dear listeners. And then obviously up comes Sean from that late corner to pop home a loose chance. Um, so yeah, we've got the voicemail show for you, which I'm fully expecting to be loaded with upbeat and um, positive opinions after yesterday's and indeed recent um, form. What was it there? Five unbeaten. Dear listeners, five unbeaten, three wins on the spin has taken us up the table, well away from relegation. So I'm expecting some upbeat messages on today's voicemail show. But before we begin all of that, we have our punditgames.co.uk trivia question. Incidentally, I want to say thank you to Jonas at uh, Pundit Games. Um, he's uh, paid over the, uh, the the commission that we get for every sale. Obviously, the uh, number one football trivia board game. Uh, and every sale that is made, we don't we get commission and we donate that to the Lions Food Hub. So we've earned fifty quid out of these little uh, trivia questions and the sales that it's generated. I want to say thank you to each and every Millwall fan that's bought Pundit and has nominated us as their um, you know originating out of the advert, so to speak, because that way the Food Hub gets a payout. I'm going to tot up the entirety of the. Um, calendar sales and of course now the 50 quid from pundits I'll, I'll put that on social media um, in due course but I just wanted to say a big thank you to to Jonas and and to everyone at Pundit Games for um, for well just for the contact really and just for the, the support that these games can offer to a really worthy cause like the Lions Food Hub difficult month ahead January is always a lull isn't it after Christmas dear listeners so I'm hoping we'll be in a position to pay over a nice little donation very short and I will Give that a little bit of publicity on the show. But for the moment, um, just as a taster, it's the kind of questions that you can expect if you do buy a Pundit Games trivia board game, probably for birthdays now, I'd imagine. Christmas not now a year away. Uh, but let's get try this question. This is an England Premier League from the 1990s question. 
I'd forgotten this player, but it, it, I did know the name when I looked at the answer, which I'll disclose to you at the end of today's show. But this is a Norwegian player, um, widely recognised as one of Oldham's finest players ever. Oldham, of course, once Premier League, now languishing in uh, non-league, National League, I believe. Uh, he joined them from Leeds for half a million pounds. A right back, he managed 10 goals in 185 Premier League games, five of which came in his first full season alongside an impressive seven assists. So he's in an Oldham side versus Nottingham Forest. This is just an example. 1992 we're talking about. A 5-3 win for Oldham. 1992, what different times. Um, in a defence, or in a, in a side rather, featuring John Hallworth, Neil Poynton, Steve Redmond, Richard Jobson, Paul Bernard, Mike Milligan, Neil Adams, Nick Henry, Graham Sharp up front, Ian Marshall, and... Mr. X on the right side of midfield in this 4-4-2 line-up. So a Norwegian, still of the Oldham period in the Premier League, 185 Premier League games, five goals. Um, I'll give you the answer to that question. I, I, I knew the name when, it, when I read it, but I would have struggled with that in, as a question in a quiz. Anyway, there we are, dear listeners. Now, as we said... Happy days at the 10. Um, I'm sure anyone that watched that stream yesterday, I watched it. Um, we're not expecting us to pull off a result there. I think we'd all settled for uh, a point being a pretty good turnout. Um, just looking at the, the starting 11 yesterday, it's a fatiguing time of year. This is, you know, a lot of football has been played since that, that away game at Stoke back on the 23rd of December. Seems a long while ago. But yesterday's starting 11, showing the effects, obviously, of... George Savile getting sent off harshly, but that was not overturned by the FA, by the, the, the slags at the FA. They've, they've uh, upheld the, the refereeing straight red card, which I thought was a travesty on against Norwich on Friday night. But anyway, so the starting 11, consequently, uh, Matthias Sarkic in goal, back line of uh, Murray Wallace, Jake Cooper, Sean Hutchinson and Ryan Leonard. Billy Mitch stepping into George Savile's boots, starting yesterday. George Honeyman. Uh, Duncan Watmore, Zian Fleming, Brooke Norton, Carthy and up front, Tom Bradshaw. Now, this was a tightly contested game, dear listeners. Let's not make any bones about it. Um, there was very little in there. One, one decent save that Sarkic had to make on 15 minutes. Um, and one or two moments where Millwall possibly could have done better pressing forwards. I mean, a, a chance, half chance, Bradshaw couldn't get the ball under control on 22 um, what was noticeable for me in the first half particularly, but also in the second, um, some really nice passing movements. We, I think one of the uh, elements that Joe Edwards is really trying to work on, and it's starting to see it come to, to fruition now, is the desire to pass the ball forwards at pace. And when it comes off, it really looks good. Um, there's a great run by Duncan Watmore and a cross in from uh, Bradshaw. Uh, towards Honeyman on 33. Some really nice dribbling runs, nice passing moves, without really, in truth, generating much in the way of um, you know open chances. But what was really stand out is that that uh, moment on 15, a header on close range, was Bristol's only chance. In fact, I'd go further and to say their only real chance that they created across the whole game. So defence is a key element in this thing that we call the Joe Edwards process, dear listeners. Uh, and that's a real standout, in my opinion. Just that one chance in the in the game. There was, there was a sloppy bit of ball control in the second period. Uh, Ryan Leonard, strangely, who I thought played really well again. Um, but the, a ball got away from him and we slightly got out of jail a little bit. Um, the, the Bristol player uh, that got the chance 
was reduced by solid defending, as we've said already, to trying to feign a, a dive for a penalty, um, which he didn't get. So, yeah, um, overall, not much of the bad chance. It was a penalty shout on 69. Jake Cooper, I thought, got hooked from behind. Um, not given. And, and the, the, the comms team, which is Carl and I think the chap's name was Dan Walker yesterday, didn't really make much of it. I thought it looked a good penalty shout, but nobody else has picked up on it. So maybe it's just, <laughs> maybe it's just me, dear listeners. Um, and then there was a, a lack of power header from Nisbet on 75. But overall, going into... Added time, I don't know about you, dear listen, I, th- I thought this is a pretty good, hard-working point. Not a great game, not a, you know, example of um, the beautiful, beautiful ticky-tack and all that kind of thing. But to to get into, you know, uh, uh, added time, still in, in, in the game. And then, lo and behold, uh, 92, we get a corner. And in the kerfuffle and in the melee, the ball falls to Sean Hutchins, who lashed it home from close range. I let out, but I will... I will confess that I frightened our cats, dear listeners, with my bellow, because, you know, having kind of mentally settled for the point, thinking what a good result that point was on the road after a pretty good Christmas overall, to then nick the three points in such, um, you know, late circumstances, yeah, it generated a bit of um, a bit of a bellow out of the heart lungs, and it frightened the cats, they both ran around the back of the settee. Um, Little bit of a kerfuffle at the end. Ryan Leonard drawing frustration from one of the uh, the um, Bristol forwards. Um, got, almost got pushed over the the advertising board. It was quite dangerous, really. But it was a kerfuffle after that. But that was a sign of their frustration. So overall, a fantastic one nil win for Lions. Hard work prevailed, and a fantastic finish by Sean Hutchinson from you know that that late late corner. Um, so there we are. Now, I took the chance yesterday, straight after the game, which is always um, what I call the uh, the death strip. But we, we do it for you, dear listeners. I took the chance to speak to Graham Payne. And um, this is our review in the immediate, you know, within within 20 minutes of the uh, close of play yesterday. So let's have a listen now to the conversation I had with Graham Payne. Achtung, Mailball. Next up on the show, dear listeners, in happy circumstances, normally he's a harbinger of defeat, but today we speak in the aftermath of a fantastic win down at Ashton Gate. It's Graham Payne. Welcome to the show, Graham. Cheers, Nick. Nice to be on. Happy New Year to you and all the listeners. <laughs> yeah, indeed. And it is a happy start to the year, mate, isn't it? I thought yeah. that was a terrific, terrific performance. Obviously capped off with that late, late goal by Sean Hutchinson. Um but what a defensive performance, masterclass today, Graham. It's been, it's, you know, the, the form turnaround is is dramatic in the last few few games. It's quite something. I'm, I'm I'm trying to put it all together in my head, but I mean, it's a wonderful showing down there at Bristol today, mate. Yeah, it was. I mean, the change since the Stoke game. I mean, the Stoke. I watched the Stoke game. I'm sure you did, and, and it was demoralising. I thought, where are we going? But since then, and particularly the last two games, Norwich and today, you can see. You know, things are starting to change. The passing was much better today than it's been for a long while. You know, and you and Hutchinson coming yeah. back. He, I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna say it now. I said early he was without even without a goal. He was man of the match for me. He was just superb. Well, I was funnily enough. I mean, going into the the 90 minute mark, I was just thinking, well, who are we gonna pick as 
man of the match. He was first on my list, uh, uh, Graham. I mean, you can probably mm. go for the whole team in, yeah. in truth, the, the conditions. And, um, you know, this is a decent side. These are eighth-placed, um, you know, playoff contenders. So um, coming into the game, they were uh, 36 points and 29 at the start of the game. So, you know, they, they were a decent outfit. And we really nullified them. I think that's what's really struck me his past... Um, well, QPR and then obviously the Norwich game and now Bristol, the way we've actually uh, nullified opponents because there were barely any chances from them. There was a save in the first half. Sarkic um, took a close-range header, which was actually a good save. Yeah. Apart from that, I've got nothing really on my list. of. There was an error in the second half, a sloppy ball by Lennon. Yeah. Give them a chance to get in there. But they didn't cre- create anything, Graham. That's no. that. I mean, that's that's no, pretty good defending, mate. It's, it's like... Um... Edwards has sat down and decided, well, I can't... Obviously, he came with all this free-flowing fast football. He's realised that he's got to sort the yeah. defence out yeah. first. And, he, and if, I mean, now, the, the defending yeah. as a team, not just about four or five, call it what you like, the whole team is defended. And Marku was coming back at the end, winning tackles. You know, you know, it's it's, it's great yeah. to see. It really is. I mean, Marku, I mean, you know, whether you call him a flair player, I, I probably would. He's a dangerous player. But you're right, late in the game, he's come on as a sub. He hasn't started today when he might have thought, you know, he'd done enough to deserve a start. But um, that tracking back late in, in the second half was was uplifting. Um, the emphasis on defending has been a, a really interesting turn of events because we are passing the ball quite nicely. I mean, you can, you can say we didn't create much today. I think probably um, the late finish was about the only real chance that I can remember. There's a couple of moments where we had half chances, perhaps, but um, you know the, the 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 choice to defend so well and with with such um, you know Gary Rarick must be drooling over the defensive work he's seeing now because that's <laughs> what you know that was his reputation. Not Joe, Joe Edwards has come in as the the Man City Barcelona crossover, isn't he? But you know, first things first, as he said in, in interviews. What's what's amazing to me and all? I mean, I love my hands up. But I'm sure you have loads of people have said this back four was. Done. It was finished. You know, there was players on their last legs. Yeah, yeah. You know, the yeah, last two games. Yeah, I'm a, yeah. The last two games. Murray Wallace has been outstanding. Uh, Hutch, as I said, Cooper looks. He always looks better when Ashington's alongside him. He, I don't know why, but he does. And Leonard. I mean, he. You know, he's just. Yeah. Well, he, he, you could say it now, barring injury, he, he, he's, he's going to be Player of the Year because he's been that good all all season, hasn't he, Leonard? I mean, he's just. No one seems to get past him on that right-hand side at all. What I really like as well, I mean, there were, there were moments in the, the first half of the season prior to this sudden change in, in fortunes, past three games, four games. Um, but there, I, I just find myself questioning the commitment of one or two of these these players. I, I, they didn't look, they fancied the, um, the battle, Graham. Well, you know, that's been put to yeah. rights because yeah. that was a battle down there at Ashton Gate today. Tough conditions. Anyone didn't see yeah. the game today? It was pouring with rain. It's it's uh, it's cold and it's New Year's Day. It's a long way to go. Well done to the six hundred plus that went down there, by the way, uh, away fans. Um, but that was you know you needed to bring your A game there to 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 stand your ground. It was never going to be a pretty match, and it and it wasn't. But these 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 players that are, you know you're right. You you hit the nail on the on the head there, Graham. I, I, I was starting to think well we'll unload them in January, but I can't say that. With such conviction yeah. now, you know, and um, I mean, Honeyman Mitchell in midfield. I mean, Mitchell obviously come in for Sav. Yeah, he he did a fine job. But the question, I, you know, I'm sure it's been asked before. 
why has Honeyman never played in the centre of midfield since he's been at the club apart from this last three, four games? What? Why was he never picked in that position? It's just crazy because he's a totally different player in that position. Yeah. He looks effective. He he's, he's, he's in your face. Um, he battles. And he winds up the opposition. I mean, all through the game, he's in he's in someone's ear on, he's in the referee's ear, he's he's in the in the face of somebody in a red shirt. Um, it's what we've been missing at Mill for a long time now. Maybe the, the permission to go and be yourself a little bit, because I think that what what I'm I'm picking up in these past three games, and we, you know, it's the beginnings of a run of form now. Um, but we look so comfortable in this with this um approach and being allowed to be yourself, but within a a framework where we, we, we did pass the ball well. I mean, you know, we, we, we often take the, the piss a little bit about teams that just want to ticky-tack and, you know, it's a certain humorous quality, but we actually made some really nice passing moves today. Didn't produce the end the end uh, moment, but, you know, these are players I didn't think had it in them. <laughs> yeah, and that we, we look really, really yeah. strong on the ball. I, I, I love my hands up, Nick. I was totally the same. Yeah, I, I, I said I love my hands up. I, I didn't think them especially the players at the back had it in them to do the play the passing no, you know, as no. well as they are. So, you know, credit to Joe Edwards. Oh. You know, he's taken t- ridiculous stick, which was beyond a joke, you know, when we was going through a dodgy spell, is he up to it and all that. But he's proven yeah. to me, yeah. you know, he's got them playing, passing the ball, something, you know, Rowett could never do. Well, probably Rowett didn't want him to do it, if I'm... If I'm honest, but yeah, credit to Joe Edwards. Well, I don't think he wanted them to do it. I, I, I think, I mean, when Edwards arrived, he came with this reputation as a as a great coach. You know that that that's been his his um you know like on, on his CV almost. He, he, he coaches players and improves them. And I must admit, it was initially quite hard to see what he's going to be able to do with us. We're short of buying in or bringing in talent. From outside, I, I still think we probably do need some more quality. I mean, you know, you never have enough good players coming inwards, so it's going to be an interesting month ahead with the transfer window now now open. But um, I, I think I'm starting to see how he can take um, what's the right word? Not ordinary players, but players, you know, journeyman players, perhaps, and find something in them that that takes them a little bit of a level up. I mean, I, I don't know if I'm over overplaying it there, Graham, but. I, you know, today's performance was was not pretty, but it was a really, really strong showing by a middle side that was that was going away to a difficult place, to borrow the cliche. It's never easy going to Bristol, is it? No, and I, I would have said to you, if that game had finished nil-nil, I would have said the difference between the nil-nil at Stoke and the nil-nil today at Bristol was miles apart. You know, how they've changed. Since Absolutely. Since then. I yeah. mean, obviously, I think the QPR result gave them some confidence, and it was obviously built on that. And Friday night was just... Superb, and to go there today and get another win is just fabulous. You know, you, you couldn't have asked for that more, really. Nine points, absolutely. You know, and we, we we all left the den Friday, and I, you know, I'm waxing lyrical about the old Millwall spirit, um, a bit of a recovery of, of who we are and what we are, and, and the way we played that game, and um, we've all left raving that. Well, today. For an away performance, a Millwall away performance today, that's that's the same thing. I mean, it's okay, it was more um, drama and the, the white heat of the den on Friday night. But to go to a place like Bristol on, on New Year's Day in the pissing rain and find enough to grind out what was looking like a nil-nil draw up until that 90 plus two minutes corner. Um, and then a great finish from a little bit of a melee as it, as it was 
kicking around in the in you know in the scuffle. Um, that's a Millwall performance of old as well, because that that took that yeah. took spying there, Graham. You know, you need you need a bit of um, bit of arsehole to go and do that, and that's what we showed. Yeah, that's brilliant. You know, you, you, you for me as a Millwall, you can ask for no more. The whole team one to eleven again put in a great shift, and then the, the icing on the cake, if you like, is to get the winner in the you know, you know I added on time. You can't. It's great. Great, absolutely. To, to get a winner in well, not two minutes of uh, five initially, it turned into about seven minutes with the um, the, the little bit of a kerfuffle at the end. Um, but even drawing them into that, I mean, that's that's frustration, isn't it? I mean, that's what we yeah. we saw on Friday night. That that one slightly rebounded back with with Savile getting sent off. But for Leonard to to draw one of their more talented players. Um, in the push, you know, get involved in the pushing and shove, shoving match. Well, that's 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 meat and drink to us. That's that's what we want to see. So, yeah. um, I thought it was a fantastic picture. I'm a bit stuck for words afterwards because it was <laughs> it was everything I would have hoped it to have been today. Um, capped off by the, yeah. the cherry on the cake with that goal late, late, late. Um, I mean, Hutchinson scored the goal, and um, you mentioned Ryan. Can you pick a, a man of the match? I'm, I'm struggling to pick one. It was a team performance. We have to go for one. I've got to go for Hutch. I think I think his defending throughout the game was so spot on. He didn't give the centre forward any time. He was on to yeah. him. And he won every, you know, some great tackles and all. So yeah, again, you know, you can't say anyone didn't put a shift in, but if I had to go for one, I'd go for Hutch. Well, he looked so rusty when he came back from injury, and like a few, I mean Sarkic is improving. We've mentioned yeah, Hutchinson, mentioned Leonard. I thought Sarkic did well because that's difficult for a goalkeeper. It's you know the ball's greasy, you got to make decisions. I um, mean, he, he made one. All goalkeepers seem to have a slight touch of the uh, the eccentric about him. He went running out at one point where I thought he was going to give away the ball and with an open goal. But apart from that, he looked pretty solid. You know, but all, all goalkeepers do that. That's that seems to be part of the um, the goalkeeping um, you know the makeup the, the DNA almost. But um, I think he's really come on well as well. The whole defence is looking so solid now. Yeah. Um, what we are, 32 points now, Graham, with 15 from the table. That's just eight, eight, eight <laughs> points, eight <laughs> points off the playoffs. <laughs> I, had, I had a friend of mine on the phone straight after the game, we're only eight points off the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> the life of a It's the talk of the internet, <laughs> listeners. It's the talk that we've gone from being um, sinking into League One and probably like finishing up like Reading, you know, going nowhere, and now we're talking about the playoffs for the uh, the, the high the, the man in the high castle on the Premier League, you know. Um, but that is that is the, the life of the Millwall fan, isn't it? Um, I mean, it's just really nice to see a run of form and to see such performances which have restored my faith in. Being a Millwall fan, to be honest, and it sounds a bit dramatic, but you just seen a Millwall team again. It's 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 been such so long that we've we've looked so wishy washy, Graham. Yeah. So wonderful to have that back. Definitely, mate. I mean, as you said, Friday night. It, it, that, I, I was trying to think again. You know, where the, the, the crowd got so involved like that, it was brilliant. It, you know, it was like you know, you walked out of there. Yeah, long you walked out. Long there, like, You felt ten feet tall because it was so you know great. Yeah. And then to follow it up today is just brilliant. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I would have, you know, going into the extra time, the added time, as I should call it, I thought, well, nil-nil was pretty good performance, actually, going to a place like that on a day like today. And then to nick it as we did um, was was wonderful. 
So, um, yeah, a whole team performance, really. We've picked out men of the match there in, in Ryan Leonard and Hutchinson and, and uh, one or two others, but we'd go through the whole side, really. Um, so, fantastic, fantastic day. On to the FA Cup. I'm going to guess, Graham, the, the, the percentage choice is to field some of the... Some of the players that you know, the reserve team players and, and the lesser lights, give give them first choices a bit of a week off. Would you? Would you agree? Well, straight away, one player I'll definitely rest next week is Ryan Leonard. Say, you know, have a week off, mate. You know, oh yeah, he <laughs> yeah. can have a full night off. Get him back yeah. for a minute for a game. You know, yeah, but it would be nice to see SA get a run out, proper game. You know, the left, the uh, Malachi, the left yeah. back, I'll give him a run out. You know, he was on the bench, Adam Malachi. I'll yeah, give him a run yeah, out, you know, um, because. So yeah, it's going to be an interesting choice. I mean, the the, the league form is prime, uh, a prime target this season. So an FA Cup run has to be uh, second round. Is Savile's suspension does that cover the FA Cup or is it just apparently? Yeah, games, the, the second game will be the cup game, which is good as well. You know, yeah. Oh well, that's good. Well, that's 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 the one reducing at least. Um, and then I think the week after the the cup game is next Saturday, twelve thirty kickoff versus. Leicester, and then of course it's um, Middlesbrough yeah. at home, which will be a difficult game the week after that. So um, the, the the season has taken has ignited yeah, suddenly. Graham. It's come from nowhere. Oh, nowhere. Me, yeah, I didn't see this happening at all. I, I yeah, I'll be hands up. I thought it was going to be a long, drawn out battle. You know, as we were getting closer to QPR, I think oh, you know, but that I think that win on, on Boxing Day just changed the whole thing. You know, and since then. It's really, it's, as you say, it's, the season's just turned right round. You know, nowhere did I see that coming. No way. No, I mean, I, I think probably the I was sitting there watching this afternoon on on the stream, and you know, it might maybe because you're biased as a Millwall fan, it's, it's obviously a grinding game. But I'm thinking I'm actually enjoying watching this. You know, we're defending really, really well. Um, Bristol had not even a sniff of a chance apart from one. One error in the second half, where Leonard I think made a, made a poor pass and let them in for a moment. But to see a home side nullified to that level means you know it's just wonderful. This is this is what this is what we want to want to see, especially when you're going away. So fantastic, fantastic stuff. I thought we actually should have had a penalty. The the, the commentary, Carl and I think his name was yeah, Dan today. Me, yeah, um, kind of. Yeah, he kind of dismissed the the moment. I thought Cooper got his ankle clipped. Um, I thought it was a good penalty shout, but obviously we didn't get anything. That was about 70 minutes or so. But uh, the replay, I think, showed him getting his ankle clipped. I think we should have had a penalty there. Yeah, but we never get penalties. Like I always say, I'm, I'm, I'm an impartial voice, yeah. Graham. I'm an impartial yeah. voice, yeah. mate. But, and so, I mean, <laughs> I, think it, but I think Sarkic only had to make one save in the whole game, and that was from the, the header. And he pushed that away well. But other than that... Yeah, and he, he made did. a good he save, yeah. And I, apart from yeah. that, I can't remember him having to make a save in the whole game, really. No, no, he didn't. I've got nothing. I've got nothing in my um, my my note here at all. So it was just that one moment where they had a header on goal. And it was a decent header, and it was a decent save by Sarkis. Actually, he got down well for that. Otherwise, he looked pretty commanding and solid. So this is this is wonderful stuff. On to the FA Cup next week. Um, life of a Millwall fan, Graham. This is bipolar. One yeah. minute, we're, one minute in the depths of despair. <laughs> We're, we're, <laughs> now we're talking about we're going we're in league one <laughs> which which hotel we're in the green man at Wembley <laughs> it is so bipolar is just a perfect way to sum up Millwall isn't it as supporters you know 
Uh, yeah, so Middlesbrough's next um, in the league-wise. We're going to dismiss the FA Cup, I think, as a, as a bit of frivolity. So we've got Middlesbrough at home on the 13th, then QPR away, Let's come around which will be another minutes. big game. Return uh, game in QPRs. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's at the uh, 20th of Jan, and then 27th is Mill v Preston at home. So um, a good month ahead of us. Um, let's hope we can maintain that push. Um, Graham, it's really nice to yeah. talk to you in the aftermath of a good win uh, rather than a miserable uh, loss. <laughs> Got to get you on more Cheers, often, mate. mate. Maybe, maybe we'll win a few now. <laughs> Big thank you, Graham Payne. Thanks for joining Cheers, us, Nick. mate. Appreciate Thanks it. Lot, mate. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Achtung, Mehlball. Joe, the perfect start to 2024? Yeah, perfect start to a new year. Obviously something for us to build on, um, but more the perfect end to what was a, a real challenging block for everyone. The, the way that game fell on the 23rd, you know, four games in 10 days is a test. Um, and I have to give massive, massive credit to the character of our players because, you know, four games in 10 days is always going to be a test. But we were going into it off the back of a difficult run, um, knowing we weren't playing great, results hadn't been great. So the way we've we've turned it around, the way they've stepped up and faced what's been a real challenge, and, and more importantly, some of the football we've started to play, um, really pleased. That was, of course, Joe Edwards, gaffer, speaking to Mill Television straight after the game. Um, what a turnaround in Joe's fortunes has been. I mean, you know, I don't think any of us were alone listeners in starting to question whether this was actually a good decision. Um, football is renowned for not giving managers any time. I'm speaking to you on the same day that Wayne Rooney has been sacked by Birmingham City. Um, leave aside the merits of Wayne Rooney as a person or as a manager to one side, but to be given, I think it was uh, 13 games, um, is no time at all. And that, But that's the nature of the, of the beast. Um, thankfully, I think we're in good hands. We are in good hands, of course, with the Berylson family. Um, and I think that, uh, you know, as, as uh, John Berylson showed loyalty to manage, I think that's that's nice to see so, so far from James Berylson as well, because many voices out there were calling for Joe to be... Uh, 
you know, quietly dispensed with as a touring experience. But I think we are now starting to see what we hoped we would see all along. And it's, it's also interesting, I think I've got to say, and I've touched on it with uh, speaking to Graham there, I dare say one or two of the voicemails that we're going to go on to very shortly will also pick up on this. The way that um, Joe Edwards has arrived with maybe one preconception as to how he wanted us to play, um, you know, put it into a nutshell, the kind of Manchester City ticky-tack t- uh, type of football, but has very, very swiftly adapted his personal footballing principles to the reality of championship football with a squad that can improve, but I'm not going to be able to make that leap into that style of football. So the, the emphasis on defence um, has been really pleasing. I mean, three wins on the spin there, five unbeaten, tells its own story. Um, I actually enjoyed watching yesterday. I, I was reading during the game, um, you know, some some comments online about what an awful game it was. I actually thought it was a pretty good watch. If you're a Millwall fan, maybe if you have a twisted mentality like me, but watching good solid defending where a decent side are reduced effectively to to next to no threat at all is is if you're any kind of football fan, I think that's there's got to be a pleasure in that. So um, yeah, well done to. To Joe Edwards, I'm, I've also um, borrowed. Is it borrowed? Lifted the Millwall um, TV interview with goal scorer Sean Hutchinson. Have a quick listen to Sean Hutchinson speak now after the game as well. Whilst we're whilst we're on the subject, Hutchie, a fantastic way to start 2024. Yeah, um, doesn't get much better than a knee slide at the away end in the 90th minute um, away from home. So yeah, um, thought the boys played really well. Um, the gaffer mentioned it in there about people who are probably going to look at the result and be like, oh, did Millwall just nick a, nick a win at the end then? I don't think we did. I thought um, there was a large part of the game where we played really well. Um, second off especially, we were pushing them and we were looking like we were going to score. So um, a solid away performance and um, ends a block of four games of um, a draw and three wins, which is really positive and hopefully a little turn from the results lately. Bit of Geordie on Geordie action there for a Millwall channel. That's quite an unusual sound, isn't it? Well done to Dan Walker yesterday, by the way. Um, stepping in for Max, who was unavailable. Um, I thought he did really well. Um, can't be easy to do in-game comment um, and to be you know coherent. But I thought he did very well. And good interview afterwards there with Sean Hutchinson. Score of a fantastically taken goal, incidentally. Uh, really, really nicely finished. And it's so great to see the short, the Sean Hutchinson of old back in the mix. So, um, yeah, well done all round and uh, man of the match. I think that's that's common common consensus. Any road, let's have a listen to always one of my favourite contributors, Jim Hackett. Let's have a listen to Jim. Good morning, Nick. Jim Hackett here after yesterday's uh, fantastic win against Bristol City. I think um, anybody that watched this yesterday could see it was a, a game we... Didn't deserve to lose and definitely uh, second half performance saw us uh, get our just desserts, I think. Yep, very happy with three points. The Christmas period has been fantastic for us and uh, I think it's given us a, a different style of playing that that we didn't know was there. And all credit I've got to give to Joe Edwards for moving um, George Honeyman into the centre of the park. So I think that's the catalyst for it all. If you go back a long way... Then you'll remember when uh, Terry Erlock got put into the middle of the park for for us and uh, we all know what happened after that. So for Honeyman to be put in there, I think his impact on the team has been dramatic and and suddenly gives us a look that 
that is full of energy. And I think the rest of the team pick up on that. The back four, I thought, were, were fantastic. I think when you look across it now with Leonard, Hutchinson, Cooper, Murray, there's a real steel experience there that, that has seen a lot in football, has done a lot in football, and, and now bringing that to the fore. And I think because they've been asked to play football, which is something probably most of them have never done before, it's actually given them the licence to use the ball. Well, I thought Hutchinson yesterday was fantastic on the ball, off the ball, and you know, all round just leadership. So let's hope he can continue that and uh, stay fit for as long as possible. The fact that we're getting Leonard for game after game after game is is a real lift, I think, for everybody. So, yeah, very happy with the back four. Sarkic suddenly looks like a goalkeeper. He looks a lot more loose, not as wooden, and maybe there's less stress in there. So for that sort of back five, I think we're, we're very uh, happy at the moment. In the midfield, Billy came in there, and I think him and... Again, Honeyman doing all that work allowed Billy the ability to to look to pass it a little bit more. He he might not be expansive and uh, flash as a player, but he he does work his triumph off, and uh, he did try and put one or two forward passes in yesterday that could only be good for his development. As for the rest of the team, I think they're they're just playing with that little bit of freedom. I think that's that edge at the back that actually means that they've got the experience means that the the other players, the wide players, can get the ball forward and, and try things that possibly in the past we haven't done so well. And then for the other part of our game, the bit that was missing early season and probably since before the Blackburn game last season, the bit that, that we've missed for a while is that little bit of luck. And the teams that nicked us at the end up until the last few games, suddenly we got a, a just result for us where... Hutchinson put the ball away and we're all very happy. So, overall, the game yesterday, I think we never looked, to me, never looked like losing, but at the same time, we did carry a threat in the second half and uh, it's fantastic the fact that we got the, the goal and got the win. So, yep, over, over, well, I'm very happy with that. My biggest sort of concern at the moment now is is the game on Saturday. I know it's the FA Cup and I know people are going to say that it, it's, it doesn't matter, but things have a habit of unravelling very quickly. I think we saw it at the beginning of the season when we won at Middlesbrough and then for the next game in the, the Cup game against Reading, Rowett put out a team that seemed to, to carry no threat at all and, and everything went tits up from that point and, and we ran downhill very fast. I'd hate the fact that, that we had a good run leads to Edwards putting out a weakened team because it's the FA Cup, because it's Leicester, because I think now we've got a bit of momentum. He should do his best, even if they go out there, play well, do their best and lose to Leicester in the Cup. It really doesn't matter to me, but I would hate him to change the team so much that they then got to try and get it back for the next game against Middlesbrough. I want the positive feeling to stay with the team and with the squad. So I'll, if it was me, I would put our best team out there and uh, give that a go. And you know what? If we get past Leicester... Having played well, fantastic. If we don't and we still play well, that's as good. So hopefully Joe Edwards uh, isn't going to use the cup as an excuse to, to give players some match time because I don't think he needs to do that with the size of the squad we've got. And I think the other side of of the conversation now is who's he going to bring in? Is he going to bring anybody in? I don't think the squad's big enough to survive the whole season without too many changes. We're playing better than we've played all season, probably better than we've played for the last two seasons at the moment. But he's got to get some players in because 
these players won't be able to keep going and keep going and keep going. There's going to be suspensions, there's going to be injuries. So this is where the, the telling point was always going to come. Who can he get in during January? OK, Nick, uh, hopefully it's not too long. Uh, Happy New Year, everybody, and come on, you Lions. Big thank you, Jim. Always interesting listening to Jim. Made me think my instinct regarding the FA Cup, you just listened to it with the uh, conversation with Graham yesterday, was to rest you know, our first choice 11 pretty much as far as you can do. I think there are rules on um, how many rests you can give, you know. Um, but the point that Jim makes about momentum is an interesting one. Um, I don't envy Joe Edwards the choice there because I can see both both arguments there. Um, you're right, I, I guess, Jim, in that with, you know, building some ahead of steam now. And to get past Leicester and, and be in the cup is probably a valuable thing. Um, whether we can seriously mount a challenge for player football, I don't think it's beyond us because we're showing and have shown in recent games we've we've beaten Norwich City at home, and then we've gone to Bristol, and we can't expect to you know for a run of form like that to continue ad infinitum. But you can at least fall back on the fact that you've gone up against decent sides that will expect to be contenders. There's no reason that why we can't build a challenge. The choice is to whether the rest or to build momentum, as Jim's just said. Yeah, it's a tough one, isn't it? That's where Joe Edwards earns his, earns his call. Um, make you right about Honeyman as well. I think um, his move to the centre... Um, has been, um, you know, really, really impactful. I also think I want to, I mean, Billy Mitch, you've mentioned as well, but I think the other element that's come into our game, Jim, is the injection of a note of steel. I mean, it, it's wonderful to see, and we were missing this. I think maybe Rauer instructed his players to draw as few yellow cards and reds, certainly, as possible. I don't know, get the, the, the thinking there, but. It took away that certain Millwall steel that, that we all crave at the den. And that's come back in the last few games and it's been really, really refreshing to see it back again. And I think luck and steel, as, as I've written on my note here, uh, possibly one links into the other. I, I don't know. Um, so anyway, huge, huge thank you to, to, to Jim Hackett there, dear listeners. Let's go now to, to Simon Fay, Mr Hedgepig. Let's have a listen to Simon. Hi, Nick. Um... Simon Fay here, I'm just calling in um, after today's Bristol City game. Thoughts on today's game? Classic away performance. Sit tight for 90 minutes, solid. Don't give away nothing. And then Sean Hutchinson turns up, turns into prime Ronaldo and sticks the ball in the back of the net. All I can say is we're trusting the process and it seems to be working. Honeyman in the central midfield is working wonders. Not so sure about Billy Mitchell today, but maybe that's because he he hasn't played a while. Um, needs to stop all those sideways. Needs to needs to stop all those no look passes that are going nowhere. It's against better teams. We'll get into trouble. We'll get into trouble with those. Bradshaw, immense. Just ran his absolute socks off today. I don't think you can call anyone out for man of the match. Just give it to the entire team. Um, four clean sheets. Ten points over Christmas. Ten points clear of the bottom three. Well, 11 with the goal difference. 
time to rest different time to rest weary legs for the uh, debacle that's going to be the uh, FA Cup tie on Saturday. Um, if this is any chance to play the kids and give the guys a rest, it's this weekend. Um, anyway, we keep going um, onwards and upwards. Come on, you lads. Simon, I love that Sky Sports news alert that came in halfway through that message. I'm going to pretend you've done that on purpose and you've got it as a kind of a sound effect on your phone and that you added it in for dramatic effect after describing Sean Hutchinson as prime Ronaldo. Um, that's what I'm going to pretend. I want to believe that, and that's what I'm going to go with. Um, so, big thank you, Simon, for that for that voice note. Incidentally, dear listeners, if you want to join the um, the circle, the, 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 the happy circle of uh, Achtung Millwall listener-stroke contributors, and send me a post-match, or any match, really, any comment you like by voicemail, you can do it one or two ways. You can go on Twitter, X, as it's now known, and send me a direct message, which is always open, not for personal problems or, I don't know, um, like these girls are 300 metres away. Don't send me all that stuff. I'm, I'm too old for all that. Um, but on the direct messages, you can send a voice note. It gives about 2 minutes 20 in any one message. So if you want to send two... Um, four minutes forty one. Go for it. You know, um, happy to happy to listen. Um, or if you've got and privy to my uh, mobile number, you can WhatsApp me. I, I'm happy whichever way people want to contact me. I just really enjoy receiving these messages. So big thank you there to to Simon for that. But if you want to join in, get in touch. Get in touch. Get, hit me up. I think the kids say in the social media world. Let's have a listen now to Bill Slack. Let's see if Bill is in reflective mode after his recent calls for Joe Edwards' head. Hello, Nick. Bill Slack. I've just had a voicemail from Joe Edwards. He said, uh, as you like them apples, you miserable bastard. He said, keep your opinions to yourself because you clearly know absolutely nothing about football. And um, I've got to say on the on the show in the last three games, he's absolutely right. Um, if I'd have been... I, on the Millwall board after the Stoke game, um, I would have sacked him or I would have voted to sack him. And um, yeah, look, looking back now, you, you look at the three games and the three wins. I mean, today we were fantastic. You can you can see it. You can see the players are looking for an option to pass now and to keep the ball. And there's more options. There's more players in space than there ever was under Rowett. Um the game on, on Boxing Day was fantastic. That, that run from Brooke Norton Cuffey is one of the best things I've ever seen at the Den. Um, as he set off, I said to me, Dad, well, he ain't going to make that, is he? And um, and there he was. Um, so I'm, I'm, I've got to stop being such a negative Nelly and, um, or maybe not be so forthright in, in my opinions. But honestly, that, oh, that goal going in today. I mean, it's what dreams are made of. And again, you know, the five, the six hundred of Millwall supporters that went up there, horrible weather, miles away, no money after Christmas. But that's why you travel. That's why you blindly travel because shit like that happens on occasion, and you get to you 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 get to celebrate with the players in a way that you you're just not going to if you watch it indoors. Um, and I'm so pleased that, that every single one of them was rewarded. They would have come out absolutely buzzing. And I have to hold my hand up on the last three performances and say, well, I, I, I never saw it coming. I didn't, after that Stoke performance, I didn't see 
where another goal was going to come from. And and actually, um, not only are we winning games, but you can see what he's trying to do. I do think that Honeyman in the middle has made all the difference. Um, you know, just that Millwall thing and all, you know, it is a bit of grief and a bit of aggro. You know, we, we, we went through a stage there where, you know, nobody was getting involved, nobody was backing up their teammates, and you see it all the time now. That little fucker Honeyman loves a row. You know, um, the thing with Ashley Barnes on Boxing Day is showing a team spirit, um, and and maybe the pennies dropping, and and three wins on the spin, three clean sheets, um, absolutely incredible. Shoved my words right back down the back of my throat, and um, and fair play to all of them. I couldn't be happier. Thanks, mate. I'll speak to you soon. Well done, Bill. Well done, mate. Um, I won't disagree with what you were saying. I mean, it was very hard pre-Christmas. And, we, you know, we've all said the same things. We we're all struggling to see how Joe Edwards is going to produce um, a silk purse from what many of us, myself included, were calling a pig's ear. And gradually over Christmas things are starting to click I think the the QPR game was obviously a hard grind of a watch and we we edged it over a very poor side and I, I walked away from that game thinking yeah that's great great to get a win because it gave us a cushion from the relegation spots but I was, it was going to be still for me a relegation battling season hopefully with enough points between us and the bottom three to make it a disappointing lower league finish um Tuesday, uh, Friday night rather against against Norwich. That was a turning point moment for me because that was that was a brutal Millwall home performance. You've touched rightly, Bill, on Honeyman and the the note of um, the nasty, horrible bastard style that is brought in. I think that's under instruction, from Joe Edwards. I think he knows that what the crowd want when. Uh, when it all kicked off on on um, on Friday night, I think I said in my my live um, comment thing that I do, this is what the crowd wants, and you know it's a catchphrase, but it's also true. That is what the crowd wanted. They were into it. You've got a, you've got Panto villain, uh, what's his face? Ain't Ashley, young Ashley out of Coronation Street. Suddenly he's a Panto villain, and you can call him all the names under the sun. You can release all the pent up energy that you've had to listen to at work or home or whatever. You are released, you know, freed, freed from from pressure, like the song, the club song. I do follow the club scene, listeners. Um, so yeah, it's that note of steel. We've touched on it already. So um, also, I want to say, I mean, I think you've you've made the point there, Bill, about the the style of play that Joe Edwards is trying to build. And I didn't see, like you, I won't, won't um, hide. I didn't see how we could get players. That I thought of as probably mundane League One level players to pass and move at pace because that's what was evident on um, Friday night particularly, but also yesterday we we didn't um, carve out any open chances from open play yesterday, but we made some really nice moves. There was there was a hint of something, and you know we've got youngsters coming in there likes of Imarku. Let's hope we see SA. Let's hope he's not on the move because I think this style of passing pacey movement. Um, is is um, is exactly what's going to enliven us. And, and you're right, it's fair play to the 619 that went down to Bristol yesterday. So well done, fair play, Bill Slack. Big thank you to Bill. Keep them coming, mate. We want to hear your forthright opinion. That's what Going to Mill is all about, forthright opinion. Going to run two together now. It's going to be Chicago Joe from the Speakeasy out there in uh, Michigan. 
and then going to listen to Bobby, cheeky chappy Bobby. Let's have a listen to Bobby and Joe. Sean Hutchinson, Sean Hutchinson, Sean Hutchinson, Sean Hutchinson, Sean Hutchinson. Thank you to our captain, my captain, the greatest captain, Joe from Chicago. It's 2024, and Sean Hutchinson is still the best part of this Millwall back line. Love this team. Love this club. What a game from Sarkic. Rook Norton Coffee. What a win. What a start to the new year. I hate Bristol City, and I love this result. Come on, you Lions. Happy New Year. Hope everyone's well. Good evening, Nick Hart. Bobby T here. Mr. Cheeky. Well, Happy New Year to all the Mill Lions. And let me just say, I'm beating them five. Three games, three wins. Three, three and three. It's the Joey Edwards effect. Right, didn't go today. Um, Happy New Year to all the Mill fellow people who went up there today. Great turnout, apparently. Wasn't there. Working. But it's called smash and grab. Smash and grab. Got, it got ugly towards the end, what I heard. Now, Amaka not starting. You know, what more started. But anyway, back to my comment about Amaka. Nick, yeah, I love him. He's just in his confidence. I give, him, I give him all the time in the world. He's going to be a great um, future prospect for the Millwall Lions. But he didn't start today. And the smash and grab. Hutchinson, we all know. Captain Fantastic. Um... We all said a couple of months ago he was slow, 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 too slow, too old. But he turned on a sixpence in the area, smashed it home. Kevin Nisbet, take a look at the old hutch. Great finish, smash and grab, 1-0. What a way to start the new year. I'm happy, I'm a happy lion. Um, We're not safe just yet, but happy Joey Edwards is starting to turn now. And we're playing and we're grinding. I mean, we're grinding out results. Team hate playing us. Take care from Bobby T. See you, Middlesbrough home. Bye for now. Safe, Bobby. I'm looking upwards, mate. I'm looking at the top six, mate. That's where I'm looking. Um, yeah, good stuff. Big thank you, Bear, Mr. Cheeky Bobby. Smashing grabs would be a good, a good way to put it, mate. Actually, um, it was it was a very solid defensive performance, and then. You know, sometimes you get these breaks late, late, late. Sometimes, sometimes you don't. But we did yesterday. And a beautiful finish, as you say, from Captain Fantastic, Shawnee Hutch. Um, Joe, I think you've had a few drinks, mate. Have you had a screwdriver in your, your, your speakeasy doing that musical? You'll be in, on stage of Chicago soon. Carry on singing like that. Um, big thank you both, Joe and, and, uh, and Bobby there. Next up, dear listeners, is Adam Wicks. And we'll follow that with Rob Abbott. Morning, Nick. Um, uh, just Adam Wicks here, just leaving my thoughts after yesterday's fantastic 1-0 victory at Bristol City. Um, well, what, what a Christmas period that's been for us. Um, I'm not sure any of us really saw that set of results come in. Um, Stoke was a pretty, uh, pretty boring performance, to be honest, and not not too inspirational. QPR um, were there to be knocked over, and we did a we did a good job on them. Um, Norwich, we, I mean that was one of the one of the most enjoyable games at the 
at the, at the ground I've seen for many, well, a good two, three years. Um, and yesterday was just a, a sort of combination of, of everything coming together nicely. It was absolutely fantastic. I think what I sort of a, just offer looking at things is I think if we think back to when, when Harris was in charge, we had a, we had a Millwall team um, that was full of sort of Millwall spirit and they fought and they battled and they involved the crowd um, all those things that we, we like to see with a, a limited amount of finesse. Um, Rowett obviously picked the reins up and I think if, if, you, if we cast our minds back to when Rowett initially took over from Harris, he had a period where he was able to harness um, what Harris had sort of put together and combine it with obviously the Gary Rowett level of organization and off the ball work um to to some really you know impressive effect um but i think what i saw yesterday was a was a millwall team that was organized disciplined showed the the fight and the and the the will to you know do the nasty things and get in people's faces that that we love but also use the ball really really well um, and play some good football. I, I, we were well deserved winners, I think, in, in the end. And some of the some of the play, the confidence on the ball was, you know, is really to be to be applauded. I think if if Joe Edwards can harness those three factors together consistently, I think we could be in for a a pretty exciting end to the season. And I'm not talking about finishing anywhere in particular in the table but just just from a just from a pure enjoyment perspective I think um and I think you know Ashley Barnes might have lit a bit of a fire um in South Bermondsey on um on on the on the Friday just gone and I think it's going to be interesting to see the sort of level of intensity and ferocity that can burn to because I think we you know I think we're potentially on on the cusp of something pretty interesting happening um long may it continue really good to see i think the the work the players are putting over christmas has been absolutely phenomenal i mean the the distance some of them have covered you know leonard norton cuffey you know hutchinson coming back and being absolutely you know the player we all know he can be but he just hasn't for one reason or another, bit been able to put those sort of performances in. Cooper looks much more reassured with him in there. Um, Murray Wallace back to the back to the player we know he you know we know he can be, and, and you know we we thought that had gone. I mean I don't know I don't know what's going on really, and you know it's just lovely to see players come in and and slot in easily. You know Mitchell in for Savile, um, Wallace in for Brian. You know, Amaku coming in, or or what more? Fleming seems to be sparking up a little bit now as well. This is, these are all really good positive signs, and you know, I think we should look forward to what's to come. But anyway, happy New Year to everyone, and um, come on, you Lions! Hey Nick, Rob Abbott here. Happy New Year, and want to start to 2024. That was a well-deserved victory, in my opinion. Apart from the one Sarkic save from the header in the first half, Bristol City didn't look like they had a sniff. Uh, I thought we were absolute superb. 
off the ball, uh, led by Hutchinson and, and Honeyman. Uh, then on the ball, uh, thought we played play quite well. Uh, I think we lacked the, the final pass, the, the, the last decision in the final third wasn't as good as it's been in the, the previous few games. But look, at the end of the day, uh, we got the winner there uh, from Hutch. Wow, what a finish. Absolute uh, fantastic. Uh, onwards and upwards. As I said the other day, I'm the optimist. I, I'm looking up. It's only eight points now to the playoffs and we're on a little run. Come on, you Lions. All the best. Chat soon. A lot of positivity knocking around, dear listeners, isn't there? This is This is a bipolar club and i'm hoping that our show rep- represents accurately our ability to be in the depths of despair it wasn't long that since um joe edwards was uh being talked about as, as a you know a horrendous mistake online now suddenly he's the uh i've noticed that new uh, gary rower has gone from being the kind of uh king across the wall to the man that you know we should never have let go he did resign by the way everyone that thinks he should never have gone he resigned He's gone from being um, the kind of lost genius of Millwall um, in some eyes to now suddenly becoming responsible for everything from high inflation, the Middle Eastern conflict, um, to it being a rainy, horrible uh, storm tonight. Um, he becomes, you know, the villain, the devil incarnate is now Gary Rowett. Um, I think he, you know, he, he's none of those things really. He, he did a job and uh, did a good job really, but probably took us as far as he could. The big hope, the the glimmer of green, the green shoots of recovery, are now being um, watered and fed with a sunshine that is the potential, because it still is only potential, of Joe Edwards and his and his uh, new style. I think, as uh, Adam put it, the, the the introduction of finesse with real spirit. That's that's been the holy grail. I think a lot of people have gone searching for it, like the holy grail itself, um, but no one's ever found it, like the holy grail itself. Um, I must admit, I think both Rob and, and Adam have touched on this. It's, it's just been enjoyable to go to football. That's all I was ever really asking for. Don't about you, dear listeners. Um, you know, a bit of, bit of decent football and climbing up the table was wonderful. But I just wanted to go back down Millwall and enjoy it, watching watching us play. And that's come back. Final two messages now. The next one's going to be Craig Jones. And then John Rankin from the other day. I, I, I was I, I, very apologetic to John. I actually missed his message off the other day. So this was a post-Norwich reaction, but we'll play out with that and I'll be back after these two messages. What did I say? What did I say? Don't panic. Edwards wasn't panicking. The team weren't panicking. It was those fine margins and those little individual mistakes that were really affecting results and us collecting points. And after three games, well, we even say four, to be honest, because that Huddersfield game should have been three as well. But, wow, what a turnaround. What a turnaround. And what a game as well. That was a very, very controlled, clinical, and very accomplished away win at Bristol City. You know, that was... As best as we could expect for a game like that, in the conditions as well, towards the end of the game, which were awful. And the goal for Hutch, completely deserved. All these players that we were essentially writing off, and all of a sudden, they are just feeding us a good dose of humble pie with those Christmas leftovers. 
unbelievable. Unbelievable. Um, Murray Wallace, I doff my cap to you because that is one turnaround and a half. You're like the Scottish Alan Dunn. is amazing. Uh, Hutch as well, coming back in. And by the looks of it, possibly easing as well as Harding just keeping him out of the team. But that, yeah, that performance was vintage Hutch. It was absolutely fantastic. Um, shout out to Honeyman, the always, always reliable Leonard and Cooper as well, who's looking so much better than he was a couple of months ago. Um, and also the work that clearly Joe Edwards and the rest of the backroom staff have been putting into the team and the fitness. We don't look like we're actually tiring now. It looks like we've been put through, their, the players have been put through their paces and we're starting to reap the benefits of a team that are determined to win. And that was big. A big, big win. Well done, Millwall. Onwards and upwards. Hi, Nick. Yeah, um... I just listened to the uh, the voicemail show, the reactions to the um, Norwich game, and I just wanted to ring in again because, basically, I think, well, number one, the podcast has answered a question that I've been kind of thinking about a lot, and I think a lot of other Mill supporters have been thinking about as well. Why did Gary Rowett actually leave? You know, he's in a contract... Rumours he's getting 500k a year, which is not a bad wage. He's, he's out of work now. He's doing a bit of Sky Sports stuff, but it's not regular, is it? You know, and um, he walked. And I think I think we found out why. If you look at Joe Edwards' reaction to that tremendous Millwall of old performance on Friday night where we mixed it up, got a load of yellow cards, got a red card, you know... Um, the game degenerated into scuffling and, and wrestling on the ground with a crowd animated and injecting that electricity. Joe Edwards was loving it. Gary Rowett would have hated it, as you just said. I really don't think that was part of his footballing DNA. I think he's a very methodical, well-organised guy. Everything is thought through and planned. I used to watch him sometimes sitting in the dugout and he'd constantly writing notes and all that kind of stuff. And I don't know, you know, what are you writing notes about when you're a manager of a football team and your lads are out there playing? You want to be in that technical area, screaming and shouting and showing them that you care. Uh, You certainly want to do that at Millwall. And he used to really antagonise me, you know. So that was what I wanted to call in about. And I think that... um, you know, prospects could look good for us under Joe Edwards if he continues to let the players know that he supports that approach. We could be the wild card again. You know, we could bring that um, that Millwall chaos, as you say, to play and we could get the den involved and then we'll be a force to be recognised with again. Teams won't want to play against us. You know, they'll know that we're there to kick bollock and bite and to be like Millwall of old, and that will be a big advantage. So, um, Joe Edwards, if you listen to this, you know, well done on that. We're all in it together. That's the thing about Millwall. We're a family, and we're a working-class, solid setup. And, you know, the supporters, the players, the management, the staff, we're all as one. And when, we, when we're when we all as one, we can we can achieve things. 
Um, I cast my mind back to, you know, the, the Teddy Sheridan and Tony Cascarino days when we went up to the first division. And we was all as one then. You know, everyone was behind the team. There was fantastic away days. The atmosphere at them was great. And we got on a roll. And the season, you know, it wasn't certain we were going to go up to the first division. And we started to get on a roll as the season progressed. A bit like now, actually. And up we went. Now, I'm not saying we're going to go up this season. But I certainly want to see more performances like that on Friday night. That was good. And I'll just end on this. One of the things that worried me about looking at the statistics under Gary Rowett, was the, the lack of yellow cards and red cards that we used to incur. You know, and I used to think, that's, you know, you've got four or five midfielders in the squad. Surely you can allow a couple of yellow cards per game just to put our presence around and let people know that we're there. You know, and when I saw George Honeyman come in to the setup last season, I thought, oh, brilliant. I've always liked George Honeyman. And then, you know, he got played in silly positions, you know, not in that centre circle. George Honeyman is a centre circle player. And I was always taught when I was playing football as a youngster, the importance of dominating that centre circle, right? You control that centre circle, you've got a very important space in the pitch. And we used to play a system where um, we didn't want any other opposition players in the centre circle. So if they come in, they got kicked. <laughs> I don't think you could get away with that now, but it, it certainly worked at, uh, at pub football and Sunday, uh, Sunday football. Um, have, a, have a right bruiser in the centre circle, you know, kicking anyone who came in there. Sometimes his own players as well. <laughs> no, but but no, I, I'm being a bit ridiculous, but it's that kind of approach, you know, that kind of using all the tools at our disposal to achieve the result. Because mark my words, right, winning is beautiful football. I don't care how we play. I don't care whether we score goals after a 25-pass move or the goalie kicks it up and it just goes straight in the net from the goalkeeper's boot. I don't care, right? As long as we win, I'm an happy Millwall supporter because I'm happy with Millwall winning. Anyway, happy new year to everyone. I hope 2024 is a fantastic year. I hope it's a better year for me, actually. I've had some issues this year, but I'm still here. And we're still going strong. And come on, you Lions. Second in, John. It's great to have you here, mate, as well. You, 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 as you say, you've, you've had a few problems. Let's just leave it there. Major ones. Um, but it's great to have you here, mate. And all the other Millwall fans out there who listen to this show and have had issues and problems, um, a lot of that goes out the window when... The Lions win. I found just walking away Friday night. I think I've said it a few times. I flog it again. Why not? Um, walking back to the station, Canada Water. You float back rather than feel like you're walking. You know, a thousand miles like you do after a miserable night. Um, on the back end of a really, really strong Millwall-style performance, you um, you you float back. Um, interesting stuff, John. About. The, the you know the Gary we, we've touched on it previously so I won't, won't make the same point too much but I, I do think that um, Gary Rowett and on occasion Millwall Football Club and by that I don't mean Joe Edwards I mean the management and the uh, the, the club management the administration um, aren't really comfortable with what I I was going to put riding the tiger it should be riding the lion shouldn't it at Millwall not riding the tiger. I think the the thing with riding on the back, the lion's back, on getting the den involved and 
firing up the crowd is it's both a wonderful weapon and the envy the envy of our division listeners make no bones about it i think rowett himself said when he first arrived how little um other clubs enjoy coming to the den for some reason um footballing principles or whatever you want to call it or, or, or the methodical approach as john has just touched and i don't think Gamera ever really um trusted riding the lion um because you don't know where it's going to go it's an unpredictable thing isn't it it can spill over i think the club have historically been wary of firing up the crowd because it becomes out of control very quickly <laughs> we all know that don't we and there was a touch of that on uh there was, there was the other day someone slung a I, I did read it was um uh they're not called opal fruits anymore it shows you how long since i bought are they called school sculptures i can't remember they're called anyways opal fruits i'm Apparently, that's what got thrown and hit the linesman on the head uh, against QPR. I'm hoping that's good information, not another conspiracy theory that I've made up. But things spill over and get out of control. And I think probably um, Gary Rowe was part of the club's um, historic mistrust of where a real crowd can go, potentially. Um, I've always been a bit, bit wary of it. I do get a sense that for better... For, certainly from better from my point of view Joe Edwards loves the energy loves the um, the surge of the crowd you could see how much he enjoyed it in his post-match interview from Friday night and you could even see it yesterday it's a different atmosphere obviously away at Bristol but you can see that he enjoys he enjoys winning and he enjoys having this powerful powerful weapon which is a Millwall crowd on his side um, so yeah huge thank you to Craig and huge thank you to John for those two contributions that's today's show for you, dear listeners. Um, better conclude it with the answer to our pundit games.co.uk question. Back at the start of the show today, I asked uh, one of Oldham's finest players during their Premier League period, 185 uh, Premier League appearances. Five um, came in the first four season. Oh, five goals, 10 goals in 185 Premier League games. Sorry, I misread that. Um, the player's name, Norwegians, probably an international I'd forgotten his name, but I knew it when I saw it. His name was Gunnar Halla. Gunnar Halla. If you remember that one, well done you. Um, that's the kind of question you get on the Premier League. Section. There's loads of different genres. Um, great birthday gift. Punditgames.co.uk. Visit the website. Mention, if you do, Akdong Mill on the drop down. And the Lions Food Hub. Get a little donation. And we're just about to donate 50 quid to them now from sales over Christmas. So big thank you, Pundit Games. Big thank you to you two, dear listeners, for tuning into the show. I'm going to go have my dinner. Call it quits. Arriva Dirty Millwall. Bye for now. Achtung. Millwall. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.